0: Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans.
1: Makes him off to the 30, he's gone! He's gone, what a move!
0: It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's him. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. Today we're joined by our good friend, Holden Kushner of TuneIn Sports. Holden, we appreciate you taking the time. I'm based in Southern California where Ram fans are losing their minds based on the high-octane offense. From the fantasy point of view, who's the better play right now? Robert Woods or Sammy Watkins?
2: Oh, they're so excited about the team that they forgot had to even move there a couple of weeks ago, aren't they? Uh, I'm going to go with... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the commentary as well. That's what I enjoy. It's, it's, well, that's, that's why you pay me the big bucks to come on your show. Huge money. Now, uh, Robert Woods is the guy with the higher floor. Robert Woods is the guy that's going to see a lot more targets come his way. Sammy Watkins is the guy that is slightly more likely to hit for a 65 yard touchdown. I mean, if I'm trying to win money in fantasy football, I'm going with Robert Woods. I'm feeling pretty comfortable. If I'm playing like a daily game and I just want to throw something against the wall, maybe Samuel will come up with a 65 and a touchdown again.
1: Holding Nick Ferguson here. I mean, Hi, we, Nick. W- how are you doing? Listen, we, we watch. Adrian Peterson leave New Orleans Saints and go out to the desert. And he's been pretty impressive in his first show in 138 yards. Last week, 159 yards, 14 fantasy points. If you own Adrian Peterson and tonight's Thursday night game against the Seattle Seahawks and they're kind of beat up, do you start Adrian Peterson or you just bench him?
2: Well, it always depends on the other guys you got. But here's what I'll I'll tell you to expect. And you look at some of the Vegas books and they got the player props. They're expecting him to go around 70 yards tonight. So, let's just say he gets 25 touches And he averages three yards a carry, which is not not really far off what he's done this year. He's at 3.91, so he'd have a little bit of a suppressed game. I'm looking at about 80 yards. The Seahawks have given up seven rushing touchdowns this year, so you're definitely going to pay off. I mean, he's nothing more than a running back two, in my estimation, more of a flex. But I'm not benching him just because of the matchup, because I think he's going to get the ball a lot.
0: Fantasy fix plus sidebars when we're chatting with Holden Kushner. All right. You talked Vegas. As a media consumer, have you checked out any of Brett Musburger's podcasts or streaming live from Vegas' new website thing? I was asked to come on their show and to
2: do uh, some baseball stuff with them, and then I said I couldn't do it because I'm with Tuna. So that's what I
0: got for you. You are looking live. Okay. Next week, listen to the podcast. We'll talk about that because obviously are you, you and I it? are positioned to critique everybody, right?
2: Uh- Oh, okay, I will do that. Absolutely. I Here's love, the other I love thing, Gambling.
0: Brent does not care anymore. If you follow him on Twitter, he's ripping everybody. Tony Romo. Tony Romo, he, yeah. it's it's Brent unplugged Beautiful. and that's the way we like Brent. Let me get you back to fantasy football. The Jets, in reality, have been a surprise. We're looking ahead to Sunday. It's the Ryan Fitzpatrick Bowl. Ryan Fitzpatrick guiding the Buccaneers against a team he stole money from last year, Gang Green. Tampa Bay's defense has been hideous, only piling up eight sacks. So if I said pick somebody on the Jets' offense, you have to pick anybody on that roster. Is there a name that would stand out that you'd play on Sunday?
2: I like a lot of guys uh, in this game. I know it's ugly. It's gross. It's disgusting. I'm playing a lot of uh, daily games this week and the safe pick I got is Josh McCown. I mean, this Tampa Bay defense gets shredded through the air. I think he's safe for two touchdowns a game. They give up at least two touchdowns every single game. Josh McCown's numbers, just go start digging into him a little bit. You tell me if he's not having a better season. So, you know, last week It was only a a buck 40 and a touchdown. They didn't have to throw it very much. Against Atlanta, he threw for 257-2, and threw three touchdowns against Miami. I think he's a good play. I think Matt Forte, having that knee issue below powell being a timeshare with elijah mcguire but i think powell has some upside there and i think robbie anderson despite the fact that grimes looks like he's going to play i think robbie anderson gonna have a nice game uh safarian jenkins going up against his old team and he's been a constant target and again you know the defense in there and, and then on the other side I think Cameron breaks a remarkable play i think fitzmagic is just a guy you throw a dart at and now that there is no Mike Evans. I think Brait's going to get red zone looks. And I think that Deshaun Jackson is not a bad play.
1: So, earlier this week in Denver, an interview with Nine News, Brock Osweiler said the Patriots are the perfect opponent to get the Broncos back on track. But that, <laughs> with, with that being said, how does Brock somehow change the value of the Broncos' playmakers?
2: I mean, it was already bad, but now it's worse. And I think it does change the way that he's gonna watch the game because at some point in time he'll get benched and he'll get to watch Tom Brady run the, the, the way it's supposed to be. And the Patriots <laughs> the Patriots defense, you guys have been seeing this a little bit tighter lately. The Bendel break is still there. They've been a little tighter lately. They're coming off the the long rest. I think that they're just going to to shred uh, Denver especially, a big, big week for Gronkowski, but if you're talking about the Denver offense, I, I just don't like very much of anything what's going on. They're running backs, nobody's broken through taking that job. C.J. Anderson, not the guy. Uh, Demarius Thomas, obviously is studding with, with uh, Emmanuel Sanders coming back this week. Sanders would be a guy that I have my eye on, but you know, Thomas got doesn't have the easiest matchup in the world and the the quarterback situation is so horrible. It's too bad because you're wasting one of the great defenses in the NFL today. So, I think you mark everybody down and I I don't see very many points. I think I see a lot of points on the New England side. I don't see anybody I really like with the exception of Emmanuel Sanders.
0: Fantasy Fix holding Kushner as we're trying to give you winning fantasy advice as a radio hack. Juju Smith-Schuster. What am I supposed to say? He's on his bicycle, but he got his driver's license. Remember Barry Tompkins? Holden was that before your time? You ever watch Barry call fights? Uh, I did not remember. What year was this? Early 1980s. Early 1980s. I was just a pup. I was a pup. Barry, every boxer who would get on a roll, and Barry's a good friend and a mentor, and now I'm going to denigrate him, would say, he's on his bicycle, he's on a roll. All right, Juju now has a driver's license. Back to fantasy analysis. Juju Smith-Schuster versus Martavis Bryant. Comparative value moving forward.
2: Juju. I mean, I love Juju coming out of college. I love Juju right now. And I think Martavius Bryant, even when he's in the lineup, has been maddeningly inconsistent to begin with. It looks like there's a nice rapport between Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster. And I and everybody likes saying the name Juju. I mean, that's a lot of fun, too. So let's stick with Juju here. I'm not even looking the way of Martavius Bryant. I think that ship has sailed. If he has one more big game with the Steelers, fine, so be it. Um, and it could be this week because everybody sh- should be lighting up the cold second there. I mean, it's just it's a bad scene going on right now in Indianapolis. But I'll take Juju. Give me the younger guy, although Martavius is young. Give me the Young guy that seemingly has fit right into that offense. Big fan of his.
1: All right, Kevin Benjamin is now a member of the Buffalo Bills, which Tyrod Tell is definitely happy about that. But for Cam Newton, his other two targets, you know, Christian McCaffrey and Devin Funches, mm-hmm. how does it change their fantasy values, knowing as though Kevin Benjamin is now out of the picture?
2: Oh, I love him. I, I thought Funches had a lot more targets. Funches had a decent game. Uh, Without Kelvin Benjamin, Christian McCaffrey seeing more balls come his way. And then uh, Samuels, the other one that gets a bump up. So I think the whole passing game there when it comes to the Carolina Panthers is going to be a little bit better. You'd like to see Cam run a little bit more. At least I I, want to continue to see that because I don't think that team has any chance if he doesn't. Um, So, yes, I think things are looking good for Funchess and for Christian McCaffrey at this point in time and I think that they could be even better for Curtis Samuel who saw the field a lot uh, in his last game and just has some blazing speed I'm really intrigued to see how he fits into this offense longer term
0: on, oh, last one for me. I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. Let's focus on the team that plays in the East Bay, the Silver and Black. Raiders on a bye. When they resume play, would you ride with Derek Carr? Do you think he's healthier since the back issue's been resolved? He looked fairly effective in the Sunday night victory on the road to Miami.
2: Man, that offense has just been really perplexing to me. He's got great weapons, but Amari Cooper so disappointing. I mean, it, this guy is too talented to be dropping balls and looking – Like just just like a seventh round pick instead of a first rounder, but Derek Carr, listen, one of one of the ultimate uh, talents in his game, has never put up the gaudy numbers. He does have Michael Crabtree. The running game at least looked to have gotten on track a little bit. He's a he's one of the, he's like maybe a 12 to 14. He's a quarterback one, but there's a whole bunch of guys I'd rather have have ahead of him from this point on. I'll still take Mariota. I'll still take Cousins. I'll still take Taylor. I'll and definitely Goff and Wentz and all these other young guys. Carr's moving back. I think he's he's an okay play. He's nobody that really stands out to me.
1: Hold on, I'll wrap it up with this. Ezekiel Elliott, the judgment has been has come down. He's going to be suspended for six games, starting with the game this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. So that means Darren McFadden, and Alfred Morrison, two running backs who practice a lot, never really got a lot of game time play. What happens with the Cowboys offense? And should fantasy owners now jump on these two players with Zeke expected to miss six games. You know he's going to be back tomorrow, right? Isn't this how this goes? <laughs> okay.
2: do, you, do you know something that we don't? No. All I know is track record, and it seems like every time he's out, he's back in. So let's just say he misses this week. Okay, right? So Alfred Morris is going to be the number one. And I think Rod Smith and Darren McFadden are also going to see. It'll be a three-way timeshare. It's just going to be an ugly situation there. Smith, um, 10 carries, 69 yards. He's also got a couple catches for 23 more yards. So I like Rod Smith, too, as a little bit of a sleeper there. It'll be um, Alfred Morris number one, McFadden two, but Smith is a guy that could really break through, and we'll see how long the suspension goes. I and mean, I wouldn't get too excited if um, if you go out and pick up Alfred Morris and he has a big week because Zeke will
1: probably play again this year, don't you think? I, I, the way things have been going has been back and forth like um, a soap opera. That's the only way to classify it. So you're absolutely right from what we've seen thus far. Everything tells us that, you know, at some point, Zeke will be back in because the iron fist of Jerry Jones (laughs) is constantly pounding the table to get his guy back in the game.
2: It's not working that well this time. Not so well. The iron fist just didn't work well this week. Maybe next week.
0: Maybe maybe next week. Appreciate it. We'll chat with you next Thursday. If you have a chance, download Brent's podcast. I'd like a review. You are looking live.
2: Well, I'll tell you, I got a 50, it's 50-50 right now. The, my my uh, future son could be out this time next oh,
0: week. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. I mean, Nick's laying low. He's laying low. Nick just welcomed a, a new bundle of joy into the world. Absolutely. And I had a date in 1988, so I'm keeping <laughs> you honest, all right? Yeah, it's, I'm
2: getting too old for this stuff.
0: <laughs> Danny Glover. No, I'm getting too old for this stuff. Hey, good luck with that. So I hope we're not chatting with you next week. No, and I And we'll chat we with are. you in a couple weeks, no, all right?
2: No, If the kid comes now, then there's no football this Sunday. I'm all excited. I'm all prepped
0: up for this week. So let's push it back a week. Okay. I hope the timing works out in Thank an you. advantageous fashion so you can watch football on Sunday. It's a perfect world February, but take care, guys. Okay. Thank you. Hold it. We're, we're mapping it out. And remember, we solve the world's problems here on the NFL and tune in.